This week on Security Decoded, we're here with John. We're going to talk about the pesky fishing, and yes, it's going to be here for 2013. We'll talk about the exploits that that fish will bring, Java, Adobe, all the usual suspects. We'll also talk about Ruby on Rails, Facebook, and even a few police matters that we want to cover. Finally, we're going to talk about what the industry experts are going to say about uh, the new expectations for 2013, their predictions. And lastly, John and I are going to give you our own predictions on 2013. Welcome to Tech Zen. John, how was your holiday? It was actually pretty good, Dennis. Thank you very much. Did you get lots of gifts? I did get a lot of gifts, but I got a lot of gifts that I really wasn't expecting. How about this? Did you get any phishing attacks on your holiday? I got a few phishing attacks, and I got a few phishing presents, and I got a few spam presents, and I got a few spam attacks, and it well, goes on Well, I think and you're going to get a few more because this is the first week back. The first normal week that we've had from the holidays, and we've had quite a few news items, so let's go through them. And the first thing is the phishing attack. So Trend Micro is reporting that a black hole spam is going to return from the holiday break. In fact, they're saying that they took a little break, that all the spammers took a little break from that the 30th to the 7th, and this is the week that we've seen a lot of them, beginning with the black hole. Have you? What do you think about the black so hole? So we can confirm that information where um, we did see this on the wild. We saw a large increase uh, with the holiday season, the holiday season being uh, right around the time of Thanksgiving. Uh, the increase did start. Uh, we did see it start to ramp up. Um, as we got closer to Christmas, we did see the volume increase, and then we reached a drop point um, where it got very quiet. Uh, we just assumed that uh, they were done distributing their exploit, they were wrapping up uh, their campaign with the holiday season, and then we did see a resurgence. And with the resurgence, it wasn't a ramp up on the volume, it just came immediately back, and, and it was high, and it is uh, pretty steady. So you're saying for the year 2013, we're not gonna see an end to fishing, is that what you're saying, more of them? Um, what we're seeing is, is an extended period. So uh, typically with the, the holidays wrapping down, we see the campaign start to slow down. But what we are seeing is, is an extended period of a phishing, an extended period of spam. Um, the, the contribution of this um, is probably because they are still testing new exploits for 2013. Uh, they are vetting out their codes. They are also seeing... Um, you know, what has good potential for 2013 to have the best chance for success, not only on distribution, but also getting um, people to successfully click, install. Now, distribution, who is, we know that we all get spam. Our emails are full of spam. But who is actually clicking on these and how many people are clicking on them? Um, so there's a lot of statistics and studying done into this. Uh, what they're targeting is, is they're targeting the mass. Um, there's a, a famous sport quote out there that Babe Ruth went to bat 40 times before he hit his first home run. So if we get to bat enough times, we're eventually going to reach success. So the spammers are doing a broad distribution. They're looking for anybody. They're not necessarily targeting large corporations 
They're not necessarily targeting financial institutions. They're targeting anybody in front of a device. And what we mean by device is it's not just your PC or your Mac. It's your phone. Your phone is a small handheld computer. It's your tablets. So the broader distribution I get, the better chance I have of success. Then you continue to attack to model it. Well, am I more successful on the professional industry? Am I more successful from the home user? Am I more successful for the mobile campaign? So then it's the demographics. So we know that we're going to get phishing attacks, and there are several news items that we have this week that are going to be the payload, why people shouldn't click on these links, and why spam is or why phishing attacks are going to keep coming for the new year. So the first one we have is Java Zero Day. There's a new one in the wild. So what we have is an exploit in the wild. And what does it actually do? The the Java exploit is another Java exploit. Um, until <clears throat> Java has been removed from a lot of our legacy applications, um, Java is very well embedded in com computing right now. Um, therefore, it's easily exploitable. Uh, what it does is it's a low-level attack. Um, it doesn't need... Uh, anybody with administrative privileges for it to actually get into your device and become effective. So corporations that institute security policies where users have no privilege, this Java exploit can still manipulate your device. So it's a low-level attack, and it utilizes areas that users have everyday access to regardless of whether or not they're in there as an administrator or IT professional or whether they're your uh, regular end users, home users that are just checking email. So it's effective because it is a low-level attack. Uh, once it does get into your device, it is a basically a, a present, a Christmas present. So the package is normal. Uh, everybody, your computer, everybody thinks it is normal. Once it gets to its destination and then unpacks itself, it can contain several different new variants of malware to either steal data or to eventually use your computer in a botnet attack. So that's the payload. You, one of the articles that we cited was from Krebs Security and says, do we really need Java? Do we need Java? Can we, can we just get all rid, rid of all the Java plugins? Java is essential um, to computing because of the fact that uh, it was there from the beginning. Um, there are several applications that require Java to function. And until the coders move away from Java, and as long as we have applications out there that are essential to computing, essential for us to navigate applications, to go to certain sites and have that functionality, Java will be a threat. Um, and Java is, is there. Java is being used. And as long as Java is essential to computing, the vulnerabilities will be there. One of the new attacks is a, a new watering hole technique. It's going to be effective because it's, not, it's going to take care of both Java exploits and IE exploits. How about this? How about if we just get rid of IE? Would that help us for 2013? Getting rid of IE is probably like saying let's get rid of Windows. Um, IE has become synonymous with Windows. It is one of their products. It is their browser that comes with Windows. Most of the computers sold nowadays are um, Windows-based. Uh, and what we mean by Windows-based is they will call them personal computers or PCs, but essentially they are Windows-based. 
and IE is synonymous with window-based computing. Um, it's like Java because it's been there since the beginning. It is the norm. It is easy. It's, it's comfortable. It's that worn-in pair of shoes that you just don't want to get rid of. It still serves its function, but it's comfortable. Um, because we have that and because we are who we are and we like what is comfortable and we like what has been in our life and what has worked for a long time, people will resist that change. And because people resist that change, we just have to learn how to either come up with workarounds or better secure the device so that the end users don't become infected. And that's what the water hole will do. It's going to take advantage of the IE not being patched. And we are definitely going to see more of that throughout the new year. Now, Adobe Flash, our other friend who's going to cause a lot of malware exploitations, also in the news this week. <clears throat> what do we think about Adobe Flash? Adobe Flash is, is a problem where um, as we move forward with uh, YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and mobile devices having camera, it's the digital age. It's no longer a text environment. It's a picture. It's a show me. It's a video and Flash is a, a really easy media used to get your videos up and accessible by the general public. Um, once again, it is something that plagues us because it's easy. And because it's easy, um, it's easily exploitable, it's easily used. So the intentions for it to make it more accessible to the public also make it more vulnerable to the cyber criminals and the malware community. Um, until we find something that is more secure but has the ease of use of Flash, it will be another issue that, once again, it's not going to be a new exploit. It's just going to be another exploit and a long line of exploits that continually pop up. I think our banks and our financial institutions are really going to have to take a look at our Adobe and our Java. Let's not use them. Let's try to let's try let's keep them patched and let's move on. Yeah, and it just it's the it's the status quo. Um, right now, it's serving its function. It's not broken. Uh, it works really well, so why change it? Um, we have to get more security conscious. We need to move forward with security in mind. When these were developed, the malware presence and the, the cyber criminals did not have a strong presence. They were very few of them launching very small attacks. As, as we move forward and we see more attacks, everybody has to have security in the back of their heads while they develop these new products. Now, we've talked about the usual suspects. We've talked about Adobe. We've talked about Flash. We've talked about phishing. These are not new attacks. There was something in the news this week. It's Ruby on Rails. It has a bug in it, and it's going to affect 200,000 sites. Ruby Rails is really in the corporate world and really embedded. What's the risk here of, of these new attacks coming from uh, at, on Ruby? Well, Ruby was so um, broadly accepted because it was a very good product, um, and it did have some features in it that made people feel comfortable. Um, and what had happened was, was it was exploited. Um, and it was exploited at a point where Ruby on Rails is <clears throat> increasing in popularity. It is, it's still being deployed. It's still being used. People still really like it. So as it increased in popularity, and we have this exploit, and the exploit now is starting to make people question this. So we have a broad distribution. We have a new product that's very accepted within the industry and that is widely used with the industry that now all of a sudden we have a problem. And there is 
there's not enough information out there for people to make a solid decision of do we continue along this path or do we need to actually change paths? So the fact that it was questioned is is probably the biggest issue we have with that is the fact that somebody was able to go in and compromise this enough to make everybody question this. And I, and I think that's more so it's the unknown. It's the questions. So now we have new questions introduced into a new product uh, that will cause hesitation. And speaking of new questions on new on products that just keep embedding in our society and our workplace, Krebs on Security is reporting, and this one we might know here at uh, TechZen, that Facebook has had a cross-site scripting attack back in November. So we think November, we're done. There's the Facebook has cleaned it up. We're still seeing residual. What do we think? What are what is the risk associated with this Facebook attack that Facebook has cleaned up? Well, we live in a Facebook world now. Um, it, it, everybody loves to talk about where they're at, what they're doing. Um, it has integrated itself now as normal communications. Um, and because of that, and because of the popularity with it, um, it presents an issue where um, it's almost an attack inside your home. People see Facebook as their personal space. And when exploited, um, it's, it's an attack within your own home. Um, Facebook has done a great job working with their vendors to try to remediate this and stop this. Uh, but we do have a, um, a residual impact uh, where the exploit is being stopped, but the exploit hasn't been removed. So users are still vulnerable to the exploit, um, but Facebook has done a very good job of killing the end result. And we've actually run into this recently. Um, we did have a user uh, who was new to Facebook. Um, because her daughter used Facebook, she felt comfortable with Facebook. Um, it was her personal use. It was her way of sharing her opinions and her pictures. Um, but she still wasn't comfortable with Facebook. And then when she ran across the exploit, she didn't know she was actually being attacked. So the user knew something was not right. Still a new user, but didn't really know what was going on. No, and uh, it delayed her response. And uh, that was probably um, the most troubling thing is, is that she didn't realize she was being attacked, so she didn't report it to anybody. So she just thought, well, this comes with Facebook. So she continued. It's normal to get redirected. Is that right? <laughs> uh, you threw me on that one. <laughs> it's, it, nowadays you see it a lot, and I think that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to hide in the obvious. When you click onto something, you know, you'll, mm -hmm. you'll get your, your pop-ups, your advertisements, your redirects, and, and I think that's what probably fooled her was, you know, she wasn't familiar with Facebook. So is this normal? Well, she's new to the site, and it did it. Mm -hmm. So she is now establishing the habit of, well, maybe this is normal. And probably the attackers use this time period. They know that December, everybody wants to send well wishes, New Year's greetings. So you have the cross-site scripting attack in November, and that way you catch all the holidays. It is, and, and people tend to let their guards down. Um, it mm. is the season of giving. Um, it is the season to let bygones be bygones, to forgive, forget, to start new relationships to repair broken relationships. So people tend to be a little more open during that time. And um, there are just as many people waiting out there to take advantage of it. Hmm. Let's talk more about Android. Android, Android, Android. You saw all the commercials this past season. 
Android's going to be big, and what we're worried about in for Trend Micro has a new blog saying there's a lot of risk. There's a lot of risk in the apps. So many that five percent of the apps are are could be compromised, and this is not a insignificant risk. No, it's not. And <clears throat> the hard thing is, is when you say five percent, you know, and every everybody will associate. The number five, five percent. Well, that's a relatively small number. Why do I need to be worried about it? Is is expand the five percent. So five percent of twenty is four, but what's five percent of two hundred thousand? So that number is much more significant um, because Android is becoming more popular and Android is an open source application. There are several people that write to it. Um, there are hundreds of new applications being written per day for Android to get your business, to make life easier, to help you shop, to help you talk to friends. Uh, this, this is um, a runaway train, and it is just picking up momentum. And as it picks up momentum, it will pick up the bad with the good. And probably that the topic is germane now because we just have the holiday season. Everybody has new applicate. They have new, new devices. Phones. They've new got them in their pockets. they got them in their cars. And yeah. we're all over the place. Let's talk a little about well, Krebs on Security had a good article about why. The, why why people are writing these codes, why they're putting apps, why they're sending us phishing. And uh, we tie into Black Hole again. We tie into the cool exploit that what can they possibly gain from this? Do you want to talk a little about what they can gain? Um, recently, things like Krebs on security, um, Symantec, Sophos, Kapersky, um, they started they, – they've always made their money on trying to protect the cyber community. Um, what they found was they started to find a niche of cyber criminals that started to turn this into a career. This is no longer done for sport. Um, this is no longer – your neighbor's kids trying to print a bad picture on your printer. This is now an industry. It is a career. It is money. As soon as you can take anything, and I mean anything that you do in life, and put a dollar sign to it, it will grow. So we've gone past the script kiddies. We're talking professional criminals who are pouring themselves into syndicates. Yes. So what we have is, is IT is still in its infancy. Um, IT is, is just now developing itself in, in the um, advanced institutions like colleges where there's degrees. Uh, 15, 20 years ago, there was no IT degree. Now there are several degrees. So it's still in its infancies. And, and people are developing with IT, finding out any way to make money, whether legitimate or illegitimate, it is a profitable community. And what they're finding that is it is easier to make the money writing malware, finding exploits, selling them to the cyber community that's out there to steal data, that's out there to steal your credit cards, that's out there to you know, infiltrate a company. And it is a growing community, and it's very lucrative. Krebs Security did also uh, cite the some of the figures of what it costs for a uh, for a fledgling uh, malware 
criminal group to get together. They're bundling packages together, making it easier. And so for $10,000 a month, you can have the whole package. You can have the cool exploit kit. You can have your army of botnets ready to attack at any moment. Yes, and if you if you take what we talked about earlier in, in the broad distribution of phishing over the holidays uh, where we saw a very large volume and I take a new piece of malware that I just bought for, say, $700 and I can get that distributed to 500,000 people. Even if I get less than 5% of the 500,000 to click on it, that's still a very large number. Yeah. At 2 to $3 a head, you can see where this starts to snowball. Um, and Krebs Security did do some statistics on that where they're saying that just at a percentage rate of 2.9%, if you have a 2.9% success rate, you can make anywhere up to $30,000 a month. So the lesson here is not to be the 2.9% and not to get compromised in that other category. We try, and we, we try our best. Um, the best thing that, that we can do that other security firms do is, is distribution of information, just awareness, mm -hmm. let people know. Well, Krebs also had some good news that we had some uh, hackers that are actually reset, uh, that were arrested this week. Zeus, our friend Zeus, is finally the bot master. So hopefully we'll see a reduction in Zeus attacks. And for people that don't know that Zeus was really related to um, an attack on the financial industry. So um, that was a, a big moneymaker. And to catch him... Like you said, hopefully that will be enough to at least slow it down, put a speed bump in the road for them. So also in the news for uh, Symantec also cited that uh, the Tokyo police uh, brought down a group, a gang of Android malware uh, application developers who were responsible for those Android apps. And that's good news, too. So we can also... Uh, protect ourselves by getting patched and also by helping Local the police. By, and as we cited in the Facebook, that we can also say, hey, this doesn't seem right. I should tell somebody. I should let Facebook know. I should do some. I should maybe let the police know if I think I've been compromised. Reporting is the best thing that any user can do because of the fact that not only are they protecting themselves, but they're protecting the entire cyber community. They're, in, they're protecting their, their Twitter followers. They're protecting their, their Facebook friends. You're protecting your family. And, uh, you know, a couple of lines that we need to draw on this is, is that local law enforcement, um, they actually have teams to pursue these attacks because of the fact that this can create a monetary impact. This will hurt you in your wallet. Yeah, they're criminals. Yes, and, they are. And let's hope we can report on more throughout the new year of the police taking down these big gangs and Android developers who are making these malware hop on your on your phones um so the we've talked about the uh how the we have the christmas season we have the holiday season that's the season for giving what's january is the prediction season so we have quite a few articles here trend micro came up with their predictions and they had some interesting things to say about the exploit kits that we talked about zeus spy eye black hole so they had some interesting uh, conversations about what's going to happen in 2013 and, and companies like Trend, are, are, um, it benefits them if they can actually try to predict this. So what we do is, is they, they watch what's happened in the past. They watch how things develop. So SpyEye, what people don't know, is a natural progression of Zeus. So as SpyEye starts to develop its own niche um, and they can model this and they can try to predict it, then the, what they do is, is 
they they reduce the gap because right now the gap between the progression of malware versus the protection from malware is huge. Um, we're not even running a close second place, and these prediction predictions will help close that gap. And uh, to hit it on the head means that you've made significant progress on closing that gap. And so this is actually important not only for the company but for the community as a whole. And the uh, we have another one for Trim Micro. Uh, their CTO Raymond Jeans predicts that we'll have increased sophistication. And they <clears throat> there's there's that's a double edged sword. So um, as technology progresses, um, so with the sophistication, um, things will get more sophisticated. I have a hard time with that word. <laughs> <laughs> they will get more complex, um, but that's the nature of the beast. Um, when the wheel was first invented, you saw a natural progress to wagons, to bicycles, to look what we drive now. Rarely will you see a new invention digress. So it's, it's natural. Sophistication, complexity is a natural progression. Um, that's overstating the obvious. Yes, it would have been more clear if he could have said exactly how and in which direction on the sophistication. But to say uh, malware is going to be more complex is like saying the sky is blue. It's just kind of overstating the obvious. That's right. So if they're uh, successful at the lower level, it's just a natural evolution that they're going to go more complicated. And as we find that uh, people are patchy more often, people getting more awareness. Well, the criminals are no dummies. They're going to go where the where the money is, and they're going to make these things less obvious, more sophisticated. The, the better they can hide themselves, the longer they can stay in the system, the more money they can make. So, yes, they will. They'll get more complex. And we also had Computer World come up with some interesting predictions. Uh, one of my favorites is, is that Africa will be coming a new safe harbor for cyber criminals. Right now, Cyber criminals know that the safe harbor is anywhere outside of the United States. Mm -hmm. um, and that boundary has grown to be now outside of what's deemed to be the Western nation, um, Europe, the United States, North America, Canada, uh, companies that tend to follow a Western lifestyle or a Western culture. Um, so the farther I can get away from the Western culture, the safer or the harder it will be to find me. And, and that trend has slowly been coming forward. And, and I do agree. I, I think that um, there are several areas that, you know, where there's cyber activity going on that we just haven't found yet. I found it interesting. We just talked about the, um, uh, the, about the Zeus, uh, the police falling. I mean, he was from Algeria. And I thought we were going to see a picture of a smiling Eastern European uh, who just uh, parked his Ferrari. Uh, but no, Algerian. So it's going to be it's going to be worldwide now. Every continent is going to be. Uh, it, and producer. it will be. And um, like I said, there there is activity going on yet that we just haven't seen in it. And it's just a matter of looking in the right place. And uh, to wrap it up on these predictions from Computer World, uh, they say that we're going to hit one million uh, high-risk malicious Android apps. I would I would have to agree with that. Um, it is the shiny new toy on the market. Uh, Android has a very large push right now, and it has a growing customer base. Like you said, we just wrapped up the holiday season. How many people just got a new Android? They've got this new toy in their hand, and they want all the bells and whistles. The market is wide open right now. That number is very realistic. Um, 
I, I really agree with that number. I think that will come true. And finally, John, what's your favorite prediction for 2000, your personal prediction? My personal prediction is low tech. Um, I'm going to go against the norm. I am going to go low tech. Um, low tech, we have really seen an interest in. And, and the reason why I say low tech is, is because of the fact that spam and phishing didn't end with its typical cycle. It, the volume is still high. We're well beyond the, the holiday season. We're well into the new year, but we haven't seen the typical decline with it. Um, you can have all the security appliances in the world. You could have the best security team working for you, but in the end, it's the user. The user is the weak spot, low tech. Compromise the human. And once I get in, it's it's free access. It's free reign. So how much technology do I need to have to convince somebody to click? So what we're seeing is, is a resurgence of, of mailers. It's not email. Now what they will do is they will send you an advertisement in the mail. Well, inside that advertisement... We have bar scanners now that our smartphones can read, and I can embed malware in that. I have a link. Well, it can't be malicious. It came to me in the mail. Well, let's go to the link. I think low-tech is going to be um, our biggest issue this I'm year. I'm going to predict. I'm going to go the other way here, John. I'm going to go with the ultimate Star Trek uh, exploit I can come up with with 2013. I'm going to have somebody is going to to uh, mimic Siri's voice and be able to give Siri remote locations just by voice commands, and that will be the new high tech Star Trek exploitation of 2013. So you're going to say someone's going to make Siri talk to itself? Absolutely, that's right. We can give uh, we can just like uh, uh, just like how it's going to give them voice commands, and we're going to be able to take over computers and laptops just by hey, give me that uh, account number. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Well, great. So Tech Zen, those are our predictions for the year, and then just to wrap it up. 